Just look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Ooh. All waiting to be won on Score North's... Pick your prize! Behind door number one is a $10,000 gift card to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for shows, concerts, food, and beverage. Ooh. Door number two has $10,000 in home improvements for your kitchen, bathroom, windows, and more from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Ah. And behind door number three, LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lobanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens. And a fantastic vacation. No surprise zoinks. What you want, you pick. 14 prizes in all, each valued at $10,000. Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. Our Friday musical guest is the great Gary Stewart. And uh, this is one of his finest songs, Ten Years of This. You know how good of a song this is? He was living in Fort Pierce, Florida. Uh, Gary Stewart and Bob Dylan was traveling around Florida with Tom Petty. And he drove out of his way to meet Stewart. Come on. Confessing that he had played Stewart's Ode to Marital Malaise, 10 years of this, over and over. The record casting a spell over him. Uh, Gary Stewart, that is a fantastic voice. Uh, Gary Stewart was really big in the, well, he was big, but with a certain underground audience. You know, he was never like one of the most popular country guys, but uh, he was uh, um, in, in the field. They all respected him greatly with his fantastic voice. Uh, he was born in, in May of 1944 in Jenkins, Kentucky. His uh, father was a coal miner. But in 1959, his father uh, was nearly killed in an accident in the mines, and he said enough of this, and the family moved to Fort Pierce on Florida's Atlantic coast, kind of a real blue-collar town over there. And that's where he uh, pretty much was. uh, He went to Nashville off and on through his career. But how about, have you ever, Reavers, you ever been to Okeechobee? I don't think I have, no. Okeechobee's the big lake, right? Mm-hmm. In uh, full, in the big uh, bass fishing paradise. Ah, uh, there are some redneck towns. <laughs> There's a town called Bell Glade. Keep your head down, and I'll tell you, if I'm over on the east coast and driving back with the top down, yep, get about five miles out of Bell Glade, you put the top up, <laughs> and you keep it up, and you. Put the windows up and you go straight ahead. Straight ahead. Don't stop. They have great football teams over there, and I think the reason is nobody wants to go to Belgrade and play <laughs> against them because they got a, a uh, they got all the uh, the the parsley fields and all this other sugar the sugar fields over there, and uh, it's it's a tough place. But he got started basically in a honky tonk known as the wagon wheel in Okeechobee. Florida. He met Mel Tillis. Mel Tillis told him to go to uh, Nashville. He did with uh, some success here and there, but not a lot. But here's the deal about him. All his songs, basically all of his hits are about losing a love, uh, you losing your love because you drank too much, him, uh, you know, her cheating on you, you cheating on her, the, the, the good old country stuff, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yet he got married when he was 17 to a woman uh, named Mary Lou, who was three years older than them, than him. And uh, in November, on November 26, 2003, the day before Thanksgiving, his wife, Mary Lou, died of pneumonia. And Stewart, had, Stewart would go to Texas to play in this uh, famous honky-tonk Billy Bob's. And he was supposed to be there uh, three days after this. Uh, he canceled his concert there and other appearances. And he was uh, completely despondent over the death of his wife, Mary Lou. And on December 16th, his daughter's boyfriend, a close friend of, her, of his father-in-law, uh, went to Fort Pierce to check on his welfare, and he had died of a uh, self-inflicted gunshot wound. He committed, mm. he committed suicide because of the depression over the death of his wife, of whom, as you'll hear as these songs are playing today, there's much about, there's no indication they had a rocky relationship. So he must have been writing all these songs from observation uh, because uh, it's, uh, it's great stuff. But uh, he's, uh, he is uh, terrific. Gary Stewart's his name, and he's kind of an uh, underground guy, but I can't recommend him highly enough. You know, you raise and, an interesting point, too, when you were first talking about how he was discovered and where he basically got his start from in certain parts of Florida because... I was having a conversation about a week or so ago with a young person in their 20s and how their ultimate goal was to perhaps relocate to Florida because it's all this fanfare about how great. People don't realize how redneck certain parts of Florida really are. You got to stay on the far coast. Yeah. You know, like the coast. (laughs) Not the coast. Where you can see water. Yes. Okay. Very important. And not... Lake water. No, 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 no. The big water. Salt water. Salt water. You got to see salt water because the middle of Florida is as redneck as there. And plus, it's one foot of sea level. Right. So it's wet all the time. So is and it kind of, it, Pat, is it kind of like, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the town that uh, Jason Bateman and his family are in in Ozark? Where it's very, oh. or, is it, or is it worse than that? Oh, no, hell. You'd you'd go to that place in Ozark. <laughs> you'd go hang out in Ozark <laughs> compared to Belgrade. Uh, and yeah, the middle of the state is. Uh, well, I drove when I drove up to Lakeland. I took the back road through Arcadia and some of those places. It's uh, it is a rednecky area. There's no doubt about it. But Gary Stewart, uh, fantastic, and his first number one hit. We'll play it a little later. You gotta like the title of nothing else. She's acting single, and I'm drinking doubles. That's right. So, so that's uh, we'll play that a little later. You know, how I, would country music have ever survived if we didn't have alcoholism, alcoholism and philandering? Philandering, that's true. If if you really gave a damn if your wife was running around or not, or vice versa. Uh, but uh, Gary Stewart, as I said, that's what he sang about virtually his whole career. You know who his uh, buddies were, though? Dickie Betts and Greg Allman, big buddies with those guys, too. Actually traveled with them for a while. And uh, he's uh, Gary Ronnie Stewart, and he died in 2003 of a self-inflicted gunshot wound, which, you know, it's, it's there's nothing humorous about it except how many musicians go out that way, you know, that maybe not with a self overdose or some damn thing. But uh, Gary Stewart, today's musical guest, I guarantee you, You'll enjoy it. That 
that's the song that Dylan loved right there. I uh, wrote down the songs in order, but then I changed the order. <laughs> that's uh, that's okay. But you gotta, you know, people think that the musical guest is selected willy nilly, and then we just kind of go uh, to the internet and uh, and pick out any song. No, no, we're picking out their best stuff. Research, right? baby. That's it. Ten years of this. Bob Dylan greatly admired that song by uh, Gary Stewart. That's for sure. So, uh, as uh, Cousins Mania settled down a little uh, 24 hours later. I don't think so. I think the mm-hmm. fans are still, because it happened They're so busted. later in the day yesterday, but mm-hmm. now, because the fact that they signed the, the Richardson character, I think the, the Vikings uh, are uh, stealing the headlines once again today. So, how come he took only a one-year deal? Uh, it was Tom Pelissero actually asked him that question. Let me see if I can find his direct tweet. Uh, just a short time ago. Why a one-year deal? Richardson, quote, it's better this way. Best opportunity. Says he didn't want to leave the building because Vikings have the best building in the league. Quote, smells like new paint, don't it? End quote. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's the deal. Maybe he also has been, uh, they can't franchise him, and uh, he's, uh, you know, going to play one year, try to win the Super Bowl, and uh, get another contract. Boy, that he's makes got, that he, front four pretty that good. That front line is going to yeah. be really good, he's, man. He's kind of have to, hey, doesn't he have to kind of restore his reputation, though, too? Wasn't he, isn't he kind of a knucklehead? Uh, a little bit, but it, but last year with Seattle, I thought he was pretty good for the most part. Uh, I know I when he left so, the yeah. Jets, it was it was not a good ending, and that's why no. he went to Seattle. Boy, so. Seattle, uh, who was explaining this to me the other day? I guess you know one reason Seattle was able to afford that uh, fantastic uh, defense that they had because they weren't paying Russell. They Wilson weren't paying anybody. their quarterback yeah. anybody, and now they weren't paying they, on their offensive line either. Hmm. Yeah, right. Well, they still haven't done that, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good signing for him. He's uh, that's that's pretty good. So he is he plays next to Linville, and mm-hmm. who doesn't play? Well, they uh, was, uh, Tom, Tom Johnson's guy, a Tom free Johnson's agent. Tom Johnson's out of luck. Huh? He's Tom a free Johnson's agent. In fact, I think I saw that he was uh, visiting Seattle today. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, so that'll be a trade. Huh? He's a good dude, but he's not as good a player as Sheldon Richardson. That's no, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Sheldon, Sheldon Richardson was first rounder, right? In fact, he was a top fifteen pick. I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is the place to go, man. They want to. Uh, they want to win a Super Bowl. If they don't, man, we're gonna really rip them. This now, is it. Now this people will be are looking worse. at. Now people are looking at the Honey Badger. Now, Pat, that's that's the. Oh, that's get the him in here as the other people. safety. Yeah, well, he might come. I'd take in. him. Oh heaven, yes. Yeah, you put him back there with Harrison Smith. Woof. You might. Uh, you don't want to be throwing any ducks up, then, do you? No, you'll be in trouble. And I won't. the thing with with but Matthew what, too is he can return. He can return punts for you too if you want. Wouldn't to. he? Uh, wouldn't he want to go get some money though on a long term deal? He might. Yeah, he it's, might. There'll be a there'll be a pretty good bidding for him. So the Vikings don't have to do any contracts basically during this off season. They, I think, if they want deals? to, they would extend Anthony Barr, uh, and I thought that there was one more that they would want to do, like what they did last year when they extended um, uh, Linval and a couple of other guys. I think I think Anthony Barr is the one that they would probably so extend. So you now had low 20s, right? Uh, after you pay uh, Cousins? It was uh, 23 and a half left okay, before left you signed Richardson. Whatever, this has got to be 10, right? 
The, yeah, I'm I'm curious as to what they gave Richardson for a one year deal. They're, they're restructuring Murray to free up some space too, apparently. Yes, so. yeah, that's uh, the good old Thebes that they are. Hey, Latavius, come in, do everything we ask, and then we're going to give you half as much money as we promised you. <laughs> Drives me nuts. But uh, yeah, he decided to stay. Huh? I guess he's probably smart enough to know that if you're a running back and you hit the free agent market, you're out of luck, right? Well, and not to mention that you know Dalvin is coming back after a pretty big knee injury, and he might have to play a lot right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about Murray having to play a lot right away. You know what I'd do if I was a player? Let's see, you're paying me half as much. Eight games, my back's sore. Okay, <laughs> my back's sore. Sorry. You Wait got a minute. Eight. You got my money. You got my money's worth. You got your money's worth. I played eight games for you. So wait a minute. So you're saying Percy Harvin was smarter than everybody else all along? Damn right. Although it ended up costing, <laughs> it probably ended up costing him in the long run fifty, sixty million. But he fully showed him, man. He showed him. Percy. Really took him a long time to recover from Grandma, didn't it? Oh, a lot of things. Wednesdays. Hated Wednesdays. Oh, boy, he did not like Wednesdays. <laughs> you know how Such hates Tuesdays? He hated Wednesdays. Right. He didn't like working on Wednesdays. Uh, he was uh, he was an odd duck, to say the least. But, uh, yeah, well, that's uh, this is uh, this is amazing. They, uh, they got the tough schedule, but they're going to be – they might, if with Richardson, if they get the honey badger to go with him, they'll be favored. In the NFC, ahead over, of Philly, over the over Philly, don't Oof. you think? Yeah, especially considering that Wentz is coming back from that injury so late in the season last year. That probably, yeah, I guess they would have to be if they if they also got uh, and Matthew. Let's, let's not forget we got Flip do now. Oh, the new offensive coordinator. Yeah, we call him Flip. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. too. We're, we're close with him. We're for, we we call him. It's Flip, a nice so. nickname for him. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, it's uh, amazing work. Meanwhile, down here in Florida, we have big concerns about Trevor Hildenberger, who got murdered again today. And Taylor Rogers hasn't been good either. Twins lost 11 to 1. They've both been bad. They were their best relievers down the stretch last year. I'm not that worried about Rogers, but. Uh, What's going Trevor, on with Hildy, man? Oh, man. And it, the, here's the thing, Manny. There ain't been a bloop yet. <laughs> These yeah. are rockets. Today, some I don't even I didn't even look at the box score to see who it was, but somebody hit one way. First three batters, boom, boom, and then a long home run. Is it not? I know he's not a. Guy, I know he's not like an overpowering guy or anything, but is the velocity down? Is he just not? Is the command uh, they just said not he's there? Working or? on a changeup, but I thought he threw a changeup. You know, I yeah. I don't know what it is. I think it's location, location, location. But maybe maybe he's got a less pizzazz on it. But uh, uh, the way this Tyler Kinley, the Rule 5 guy, has thrown the ball, he throws like 95 or 96 and has been throwing it over. I think Hildy might end up having to figure out how to play in Rochester. Well, how many spots are we competing for in that bullpen? Well, you got the three guys you just signed, right? You got, yep. the, you got Rodney, you got Reed, and uh, yeah, you Duke. got Duke. The Duke. You got Duke. Rogers is a cinch. Presley's a cinch. He's out of uh, options. So we're up to and, five uh, now. We're up to then five. You got up to five, and then you got Busenitz, Kinley, uh, Duffy, 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 who I don't think is going to make it. Uh, but but Phil Hughes is going to have to be in the bullpen because uh, they're only going to start with four starters. So so that six in the you're, bullpen, you're, four starters is ten 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 pitchers already. Yeah, and you're bringing I, what twelve or thirteen? Twelve, hopefully. 
that's they hope to bring 12 because they want to keep a four-man bench. Otherwise, Grossman's gone, I would guess. Although, yeah, well, he'd have to, you know, they, you'd have Escobar, Adrianza, and uh, this. a lot of this depends on Sano, too, you know, whether right. anything happens with him as far as... And we uh, still have heard nothing. Nothing, on, zero, getting no hits. I got called in today to to give me to talk to somebody up here and i thought they were going to give me some no news and they just said that kenny vargas was uh had been dfa'd and they uh traded for a made a minor it's, trade it's for probably a gonna end outfield it's probably just gonna be like five games or something for Sano, isn't it maybe. i would think it's that's the max and i think it could be uh a, maybe a, less fine, than that. a fine of some kind of donation to a could be a fine donation yeah. to some i i don't know unless they started looking around and found something that's uh uh, I mean, it's a, right now. It's unless they found some witnesses. It's he said, he said, she said. So, and I, I don't know how strong she is pushing this case either. I, I don't know what's going on. But he doesn't seem horribly petrified about it. I see he's not playing tonight though because he bruised his knee. I, I, not only did he bruise his knee sliding, he bruised the ground sliding Ooh. too. I want to tell you, George Tome is still out here trying to fix the crater. That's a big. <laughs> crater. I was going to say that must be a big divot. You know what though? He's been moving good. He's he's an amazing athlete. That that he can be two eighty five, two ninety, and he he doesn't run horrible, and he's. Uh, you know, he moves around third base. Made a hell of a play behind third base the other day. He's he looks. You know, I I don't get it. I don't get how a guy that huge can move like he does. The only thing that frightens you is he, you know, pull a hammy, whatever it is. So, but uh, he's uh, they got to get him going here though. They got to have him in the middle of the lineup. They can't afford to lose him for. It is amazing how many runs they decided that they that they scored down the stretch without him in the lineup. Yeah, it was, but. You know, I love Eddie Escobar with the greatest of it, but are you ever going to see that again? Oof, that was pretty phenomenal. All right, all right, Uh, we uh, shall return. We're going to have Adrian Heath, the coach of United, uh, in uh, after Johnny Height, and uh, talk about the season opener tomorrow against the hated Chicago Fire. Johnny Height, can you hit those high notes like Gary Stewart? Uh, maybe, maybe 20 years ago. <laughs> Not now. How Not many better close. voices in country music history than oh, this guy? Yeah. He had a great voice. Wonderful voice. Yes. I think I did uh, a single uh, drinking double. <laughs> yeah. I think I did yeah. that in a band many years ago. Oh, yeah. Sure. oh, yeah. She's drinking. Uh, she, yeah, she's, she's acting, acting single. She's acting single while uh, I'm drinking, drinking doubles. doubles. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's good stuff. This update sponsored by KFC. KFC's $20 fill-ups will feed a family of four with eight pieces of delicious Kentucky Fried Chicken, two sides of taters and gravy, coleslaw, and four flaky biscuits for just $20. KFC, it's finger-licking good. NCAA tournament action today. Texas A&M beats Providence 73-69. Purdue dismantles Cal State Fullerton. Problem in that game, though. Purdue senior Isaac Haas fractured his right elbow. You're kidding me. That takes care of them. He will miss the remainder of the NCAA tournament. He fell hard on his arm midway through the second half. He actually came back and played a couple minutes. Uh, but they did x-rays after the game revealed oh, a fracture. That's terrible. They had a shot, man, to go to the final. He's four. a good player, but my God, does he whine a lot, that wow. Hayes guy for Purdue. 
Uh, Haas? Yes. Haas. Hayes was from Wisconsin. That's right. I'm sorry. They Haas. They, they don't whine. The big Haas. He, uh, yeah. Earlier, Chris said Isaac Hayes, and all I could think of was the singer. I was like, yes, what? Right. Isaac Hayes yes. got hurt? What? Yeah. He's dead. We should have him as a musical guest. <laughs> wow. So, Johnny, you said he, he after he got hurt, he came back in and played yep. a couple minutes. Played a couple now, minutes. Now, see, if that were Tibbs... That were Tibbs, the Purdue faithful would just—they'd be—they'd have pitchforks oh, and him too torches many minutes. ready. Yeah, played him, played him too many minutes. Speaking and, yeah. of Tibbs, uh, my sources are telling me that uh, our guy Doogie is on Tibbs's list oh. right now oh, for, really? for, for disclosing the schism. schism. Yeah. For starting the schism rumors? I ran into Dookie in the lunchroom today, and he said, yeah, I don't expect to get a gift for Hanukkah from the Timberwolves <laughs> next year. <laughs> the uh, early upset of the day, 13th-seeded Marshall beat number 4-seed Wichita State, 81 to Marshall beats Marshall! Greg Marshall. <laughs> Greg Marshall oh, yeah. Wichita, the surly coach from Wichita. Uh, Cincinnati beat Georgia State by 13. UNC beat Lipscomb, 84-66. Uh, just done, Butler, a 10-seed, beats Arkansas, 7-seed, 79-62. Uh, Big East, man, they're tough. West Virginia leads Murray State, 38-29 at halftime, and Texas leads Nevada, 35-26, also at halftime. How about that gutty performance by Arizona last night, oh, fellas? Did we were just like talking that? about that off air. I they, had so they, much they, fun watching that weasel lose last they night. They must not have gotten their checks. They must not have. The uh, the payments must have stopped. Wow. I forget which player it was, but basically uh, they, they had their post-game deal, and he said, bleep it, I'm going to the NBA, and just walked right past <laughs> all the media. <laughs> Well, they don't. All their recruits have bailed out too. They don't. They know, have no gonna, incoming they're players. They lose yeah. the big guy, and they have no incoming players. Wow! Because I heard My- Myron was on with the boys this morning on uh, yes. Wingo and Golick, and he was saying how they're in real trouble because they got nobody coming to play for them next year. Uh, did you see? Speaking of the uh, the ESPN folks, Dan Lebetard is apparently talking to Sirius XM. No. Oh. Oh. Huh? Levitar, we will never talk to you again. <laughs> no. Gosh, that show is good. Yeah. Oh, they're fantastic. Is he taking the knucklehead with him too? I don't Stugatz. know. Stugatz. Oh, you gotta take Stu Guts. Stu Guts yeah, is got, fantastic. You gotta yeah. take uh you know, you gotta take the straight man. They uh they're only in the talking I mean, the, stage, so maybe you mm-hmm. know, maybe it when they randomly go into first take when Stephen oh, A is God. just going on one of his rants. <laughs> just it's so great. I've always thought Stu Gotts probably got the same instruction that you gave me at one point, Roycey, which was and I said to you off the air, I don't know what the hell you want me to do and Roycey says, make quips. <laughs> make quips. <laughs> I, I kinda think that's what they've told Gotts to do because he's really good at no, making he's, quips. He's the know, best. This is way back, but he's Gracie Allen. He's yeah, Terry well, Train. He's well, Terry yeah, Train. That's yeah. who he is. At the Arnold Palmer Invitational, Henrik Stenson and Bryson DeChambeau are tied for the lead. They're at 11-under. Uh, Taylor Gooch at 9-under. We got five folks tied at 6-under. Tiger Woods, if you're wondering, uh, he's at 3-under, so he's a ways back. He's through oh, he 15 got a birdie, today. so he's only uh, he's one, uh, he's one over for the day then. Huh? Yeah. In other words, he's six strokes behind Taylor Gooch. That's correct. <laughs> That's All correct. right, thanks. Uh, Adrian Heath coming up. Adrian Heath is the coach of Minnesota United. The season open, the home season opens tomorrow at one o'clock at TCF Bank Stadium, and it's going to be a nicer day than when the season opened at home uh, last year, sir. I don't think any snowstorms are uh, in the uh, in the offing. 
No, I don't think so. It's a lovely summer's day by uh, by Minnesota's weather. I think tomorrow, <laughs> so it should be should be a great day for everybody. Always exciting home opener, um, and hopefully we can uh, put a better show on than we did last time. But we're we're full of confidence. We had a had a great win last week, so um, you know hopefully the players will gather some confidence from that, and we can go in and put a really uh, positive performance on. Adrian, go back a year. How much more prepared is this team for the rigors of the MLS than a year ago? No, it's unrecognizable. You know, this time last year, 26 new players, me trying to get to know them, them trying to know what the coach wants out of them, trying to gel, get on the same page as a group. And you just don't do that in five or six weeks. Um, But this year, you know, we've got a, a really good core that we've built on from last year. We still need help. You know, we're hopeful of bringing two or three new additions in in the next couple of weeks to help this group. But uh, we're in a far better shape than we were this time last year. And uh, expectation levels, not only from our supporters, but even from internally with the groups and the coaching staff is a lot more than it was this time last year. Unfortunately, you've lost uh, one of your uh, best players, Kevin Molino. Mm. Uh, that's, that's, that's a tough loss right there. Yeah, it, you never like losing players, but when it's one of your better ones, you know, it's it's a blow for everybody. You know, with Kevin come back, we we had a good chat in the off season, and we wanted to get him back to what we thought he was capable of, and he he worked really hard in the off season, came back, and he started the the season on fire. And uh, well, that was it's a, it's a big blow, and it was a, a you know it's a blow for the rest of the group. But as I said to the group this week, you know, we have to move on. That's the nature of our game. You know, we work in a in a, in a profession where any given Sunday, every given Saturday, that you can get injured, and that's the way it proved for Kevin. What we have to do now is move on. And while one door shuts for one person, it's open for another one. So, you know, hopefully somebody can step up and, and stake a claim and say, right, I, I've got an opportunity of getting this position, and I'm going to take it. And that's what will happen. Who uh, who who will be starting in his spot in the midfield uh, come Saturday? Well, we'll we'll have a, we'll have a chat with that tomorrow with the players. You know, we've got one or two options for it. We've got Miguel Ibarra who could maybe go in there. We've got Mason Toy, the young kid that we drafted, that we have a lot of hopes for. You know, he's come into the uh, into the equation. We might tweak the system a little bit. So we'll we'll, we'll let the players know tomorrow. We've had a had a good training session this week. As I say, optimism toward everybody's excited about the home opener. So you know, let's go and uh, let's put a good put, good show on for everybody tomorrow. Adrian Heath is with us, the coach of United. They start their second season at home. They've already uh, won a game, and they're one-on-one to start this season. Now, Toy, you kind of, Dan Lottie, uh, now I guess he was hurt a little early last year. That's why you didn't quite throw him right in there. But uh, this kid, you're uh, you're already uh, using the college kid. Yeah, we, we, you know, obviously Abu came back, and he's had one or two little niggles, which he's been a, a real frustration for everybody. Um, but we obviously we drafted another kid, our first pick with the eighth pick, a kid called Mason Toyus. You know, he's 19 years of age. He's come out after just his freshman year at college, got huge expectations on his shoulders. But but he does have a lot of a lot of tools to work with. Very good athletically, got a lovely soft feet, lovely striker of the ball, scored goals at every level that he's played in. So, you know, he's got a lot of hard work to do, and God love it if, if he gets. Keeps fit, doesn't have any injuries. I think that he's going to, he's got, a, he's got a bright future. The kid, 
And, you know, he will be involved at some stage tomorrow like he was last week. And he came on inconceivably because he had two, two or three goals last week. So, you know, he's got a bright future. But, we, you know, it's the beginning for him. We've got to work hard with him. And he's got to work hard every single day. But if he does, you know, we're not really sure where the limit's going to be for the boy. Where uh, do you, uh, fellas, uh, how often do you get to see the TCF Bank field just for your games? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, we can't get as much time on it for obvious reasons as we would like, but, you know, it is what it is, and the lads were there on Wednesday, they trained there, so, you know, we've been on the surface, it's a really good surface to play on, looks like it's going to be a lovely day tomorrow, so, it's familiar surroundings, you would like it a little bit more familiar, but hey, this time next year we won't have that to worry about, we'll be in a brand new stadium, and, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's what we've got to look forward to. Hey, who else is new that uh, the fans should uh, get excited about? Well, we've got um, we, we we took a couple of young Cameroonian kids who've uh, you know they just sort of broke into the national team now. We've got Awundi and Pangop, two young guys that we think will contribute at some stage. We're just waiting for all that paperwork to come through. We took Tyrone Mears, who's played in the English Premier League, who's played for big clubs. He's already won the MLS. With um, with Seattle in the past, and you know we we took Matt Lampson, a goalkeeper, to bring really competition, strong competition to the goalkeeping position. You know, so when you look around, we've you know we've we've, we've added some strength and depth. We're still well aware that we we need one or two pieces to come in, and that's what we're working on at this moment. And and, and if we think we feel as though we've got a core group to work from, what we do need now is one or two players to go and put real competition on the people who are in the in them starting spots and make sure that everybody stays on the toes. How's uh, Lampson played for you so far? He's done really well. You know, as, as I said earlier on the, in the week, that, you know, Bobby was great for us last year. He had a few little knocks and a few niggling injuries in preseason, and I felt that Matt was just probably a little bit ahead of him, and Matt's kept his position. But I'm very, very, you know, aware of what Bobby means to the supporters. He's a big favorite with the fans, and he's going to be back. You know, but we have a real competition now in the goalkeeping department. Hey, Calvo uh, uh, looked uh, terrific at times last year. Does he keep getting better? He'll get getting better. He's obviously it's a big year for him this year. You know, he's got the World Cup around the corner. Unfortunately, we'll miss him next week. He goes away with the national team. But uh, you no, know, it's, it's it's a huge, a huge year for him because not only. You know, it's the pinnacle of every player's career to play in the World Cup. And, you know, for him to be doing that at 24, maybe even got another two or three World Cups ahead of him if, if he all goes well and he stays fit. But he's, we're looking at him to become more of a leader this year. We, we gave him the captaincy. We thought that, that extra responsibility would help him, and we feel as though it has. But, uh, you know, he, he's got a bright future, and uh, this, this is a huge year for him. Hey, Adrian, uh, uh, how many uh, do you guys take a break? I know you can't take a break through the whole World Cup. Does the league take a break for a while? We have a couple of weeks off. So, obviously, that's, you know, you, you don't want any games without your better players. But uh, the fact is that we, it's part and parcel until, you know, the U.S. come on the same calendar as the rest of the world, same schedule. That's always going to be the case. So, we know it's, in, we know it's a case before the season starts. There's a lot of other teams in the same boat, but so we have to get on with it. So we'll miss him for a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, I, selfishly, we hope that he gets back sooner rather than later. I'm sure he wouldn't want to hear that in Costa Rica. But I'm uh, we're confident that he'll make a really good show of himself when he gets there. Who uh, loaded up in the league during the offseason? 
um, Orlando, who we played last week, unfortunately got a result against them. They they probably they, they have 13 new players, Oof. which probably six or seven are going to go straight into their first team. So I think they loaded up really well. And I think even the people like Toronto, who were the champions, they added two or three pieces where they were a little bit short to depth. So I think it will be the usual suspects. You know, New York, both New York teams in the East, I think, will do well. And I think from the from the West, you would expect Seattle will be up there. Um, Vancouver made one or two moves. And LAFC started the season really well. That's yeah, I saw team, that. They spent a lot of money and they bought two or three really good forward players in. So, you know, the league's getting bigger and stronger and better every year. So, you know, you can't stand still because if you do, everybody else is improving. How about this Chicago team coming in? Full of talent, very experienced. Um, we'll have to earn everything we get because they're one of them teams that they don't beat themselves. They don't make silly mistakes to give you goals and give you opportunities. So we're going to have to work hard and earn what we get tomorrow. But as I've said, I, we always give the opposition the respect that they deserve. But, you know, I'm, I'm more concerned with my group tomorrow. If we go out and play on the front foot and get after the opposition, get the crowd involved in the game, I'm really confident we can get a result. All right, Adrian. Uh, good luck tomorrow, sir. Hey, take it easy. Thanks. Anytime. All right, Adrian Heath, the uh, the affable coach of the uh, United uh, soccer team. And, uh, Manny, you got to know him a, a bit last year during the soccer podcast uh, shows, right? Yeah, the Adrian Heath show, which uh, I think is it returning? Like, I believe it is returning, yeah. So, well, uh, good, because he's, uh, I listen to his coach's show. He's telling you some stuff once in a while. And he will, uh, he will not hold back the punches either. He will tell it like <laughs> it is. So, that's yeah, he's, he's good. All right, we will return with This Day in History. And now, This Day in History. Patrick? Nothing is any better just because it costs more. And I think that's a mistake that we've made in our society is because is correlating cost with value and cost with return. And they have no correlation. And I guess you learn that because you see a ball player who gets a million dollars who can't play, you know? That is Bill Vec, uh speaking uh, later after he was out of the game, basically. Uh, uh, he owned, of course, the Cleveland Indians and then the uh uh, St. Louis Browns and then the uh, Chicago White Sox. That's when I got to know him. But on March 16, 1953, baseball owners refused to allow Bill Veck to move the Browns to Baltimore, forcing him to sell because they didn't like him because uh, he had too many pranks, such as uh, letting the midget uh, Eddie Goodell Eddie bat Goodell, yeah. and uh, all kinds of other things. Too goofy, is uh, that what they said? Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, in Cleveland... Uh, he took over that management of that team with the Indians in uh, 1946. Uh, the Indians, when he took over, drew 400,000. Two years later, with all his pranks, he drew 2.6 million wow. fans. And they had a great team. They went to the World Series. But the owner's jealousy towards Bilvec. Now, this guy lost a leg in World War II. 
when an artillery, he was a Marine for three years in World War II, and an artillery piece came back and crushed his leg. And uh, through the years, he first lost the foot, and then he kept having to amputate other stuff. But he had to sell the Browns uh, to a Baltimore interest before they moved there. And then, of course, later on, he figured out a way to buy the White Sox when they were in financial trouble. He owned the White Sox twice, first from 1959 to 1961, and then from 75 to 81, uh, <laughs> some of my favorite moments in baseball with uh, Mike uh, with Bill Beck. One, opening night, opening day there when they, they uh, or not opening day, it was a big, there was a fight in front of the press box, and he went down to break it up. Next thing you saw was that peg leg straight up in the air. <laughs> Somebody grabbed him by the collar and pulled him drunk. And B, I got to spend nine innings with him sitting in right Wrigley Field in about 1983, and he must have drank 15 beers. And it was great. He's out there, no shirt on, and I remember the lead, my favorite lead ever. One leg was tan and the other was varnished because uh, he had the peg leg. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.